Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. And moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And we're Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic phase. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 105th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with part two of how the Catholic faith saved my marriage and the things they can do to save yours if you just submit. <laughs> we, today we uncover gift number 15 plus live calls from you answer your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue at 313 Radical or uh, you can call your through your browser at callingstudio.com. Get in that queue now for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So the quote of the day, let's do this. Quote, a true man embraces the truth no matter how much it hurts. End quote. Father Chad Ribbaker, Catholic priest, exorcist, PhD, author, and speaker. 
I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. So let's get started. Let's get started. We've got some things to cover today. And we are doing part two of our uh um of how the Catholic faith saved my marriage and four reasons that it can help you save yours. Um basically, this is part of the Holy Lover series. And what is a holy lover? A holy lover is you becoming the man that God created you to be and you becoming the husband that your wife needs. We are up to gift 15 already. We're up to uh, almost halfway through. And what does gift 15 say? In order to be a holy lover, you must stand for and seek the truth of the Catholic faith. Wow. Now, a lot of people don't like when, when Catholics talk like that, but that's, the, you know, that's just the way it is, man. You know, you can't care. You got Christ behind you. You can't care. It all boils down to authority. But even people don't like being told what to do. That's just the way it is. People don't like authority. They don't like, you know, although there's authority in your home, there's authority in the government, there's authority in the country, there's authority at your job, there's authority in heaven, there's authority in hell. So you can't get away from authority. So and people don't like, you know, their ego gets in the way and their pride gets in the way and they can't submit. And this is why God throughout our life tests us about what we are supposed to be, what we are and what we aren't supposed to be doing. And if we fail the test, we go to hell. If we pass the test, we go to heaven. The big party, like I, I like to call it. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, yesterday in part one, that's episode 104. And if you want to see that, you can hit, uh, you can go over to my YouTube channel. Um, it's on there. It's real easy. Uh, Catholic Alpha Radical Live uh, YouTube. Just, you know, it's come right up. And then, of course, there are all the live streams right there. I would send you to my site to uh, watch yesterday's um, podcast but the problem is i do podcasts monday through friday every single day uh monday through friday and so but those these shows aren't up for at least a week or so um so that's the benefit of you listening live um but you can also you know this show probably won't be up till next next week early next week or middle of next week or something like that so you know that's why i'm sending you to my youtube channel they they go there every day and guess what now we are I have this I've been uh I have been uh asked to be on Rumble, so I am now on Rumble. I, I put it off for a long time. And you know how many we are, man. My wife been talking about Rumble for two, three years. <laughs> and I'm just now I'm just now getting on there. So I was that's why you had the uh the uh, countdown came on late because I was trying to set it up and stuff like that. But Rumble is supposed to be where you can talk about all kinds of stuff. You know, I didn't really know that. Uh, of course, my wife told me, but man, I just got so much other work. It's like, it's sometimes it's just hard to do everything everybody wants you to do. That being said, of course, you know, uh, I, so I am on Rumble and I will try my best to be on there every day and do the following there. Um, because I like their, I like how they, you know, I like their thing. Like you could talk about, this is a, this is a free country. You should be able to talk about whatever you want, you know, and and if, if, if and have a discussion, and so that's their mantra. That's what they. That's their thing. So we're gonna put it to the test, <laughs> right? So today we're gonna go back in. We're gonna get back what we things we talked about yesterday, of 
how can the Catholic Church save your marriage? The Catholic Church saved my marriage because, well, basically, man, I was I wasn't anything when I married my wife. I wasn't even a Christian. I mean, I believed in God and everything, but I didn't really, you know, I didn't really, I just, I just went on live my life and just do what I was supposed to do. But then, you know, God has a way, things has a way to start, you know, snapping you into, into reality. Like my first wife died when my first wife died and our marriage was terrible. Then my second marriage was starting to be terrible and my family was starting to crumble. And I'm like, okay, man, something ain't right. You know, and then I started um, I started actually going to mass and getting into the faith and learning the faith. Uh, I the first thing I did was uh, I went to a retreat, a men's retreat called Crisil. It changed my life. Um, it really did. There are a few things in your life that change your life. And it's not buying a car. Right. Um, something that really changed your life um, is very hard to find these days because everybody says it. Um, there are very few things that can do that. And Crisil did that for me. Um, once I got through Casile, then I, I had all this fire for God on to learn more and more. So then what did I do? I went to Catholic Answers Live because my wife, again, had <laughs> been listening to Catholic Answers Live. And then one night there was this guy on there called Doug Berry. And because I always thought, you know, Christian men were weak. I always thought that. I thought Jesus was weak. I thought, you know, I'm not following a long-haired dude. And everybody's, you know, they, you know, I'm going to church, wasting your time. That's just kind of how I thought. But then my wife sent me this podcast, Catholic Answers Live is on every day from like six to eight Eastern. Um, and they are it's apologetics uh, podcast. So basically they answer questions about the faith, the, the Catholic faith. And they take questions from Protestants, from all kinds of people. Then uh, the great thing about it is it leads you to other things about God, about people writing books or I mean, all kind of other all kind of other resources. And. So I started listening to that, and, and what I did, I listened to like over a thousand shows of Catholic Answers of Catholic Answers Live, and that started me to really understand the faith and get me more and more on fire. Um, I learned a lot about the faith. I probably got an associate's degree in theology because <laughs> I listened to so much. But that's how you learn. I had to fire, man. Some people say, "Man, how goes to a thousand shows?" Well, every day I listen to two or three shows, and that's how it happened. It's probably more than a thousand. Um, then um, after that, then I came across Father Ripperger. Um, and Father Ripperger is an exorcist, PhD. He's a psychologist and a, and, a, and he's an extra, a priest in the Catholic Church and he's an exorcist. Oh my God, that was serious credibility right there. So then I started listening to all his stuff, you know. And then um, that's about that time I started creating my program. I create actually created my members area and and did all that stuff to, to invite guys in to get help in their marriages. And that's kind of how, you know, and then my marriage through, through all of that, my marriage just got more great and more great and more great to, you know, hopefully one day me and my wife will have a legendary marriages, which is what I call it. Right. So there's a, uh, there's the levels of marriages that I created. This is me now. Um, then you got your terrible marriage. You got your bad marriage. You got your mediocre marriage, good marriage, great marriage, and then legendary marriage. Legendary marriage is the one where everybody, you know, your the marriage that you and your wife have created goes spans out through time. And so the four things that are the staple of the Catholic faith are the four last things: death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And this is where we bear fruit. Every pastor in every church in the world, every priest in every church in the world should be speaking on some facet of the four last things because everyone experiences the four last things. You cannot get away from it. Death. Boom. What happens 
upon your death. Okay, judgment. When you die, you wake, you come up, you come to consciousness, I guess, a little bit, and then there's Jesus right there. It's called the particular judgment. You, you get judged right there by Jesus Christ. You will either go to heaven, purgatory, or hell. Then after that, you got either heaven, hell, you get you go, go there right now, or purgatory. Purgatory is heaven, it's just a lower level of heaven because you have a lot of impurities on your soul. And everybody knows by now, listen to me, that you cannot be before God in the beatific vision if your soul is not pure. So purgatory burns through fire, burns your soul, and burns all of that off of you. This is why you hear Orthodox Catholics say either you're gonna either you're gonna either you're gonna suffer now and have your purgatory here, or you're going to have it after you're dead. So either way, the more the more soul, the more purified, the more saintly, the more virtuous, the more holy you are on earth, then the less you have to go through uh, once you get to heaven, uh, before heaven, purgatory, whatever. Okay, and so today we're going to really get going because um, we're going to cover a lot of things. So yesterday, what I did was um, I asked these questions real quick. So I'm going to go over them real quick because I did them yesterday. And then we're going to get back into the uh, the authority of the Catholic Church, because when you evangelize and you're talking to a Protestant, now you don't talk like this talking to an atheist or somebody that's an agnostic or something like that. You can't talk like this to Christians, to other Christians, which are what? Baptist, uh Jehovah's Witness, Presbyterian, Methodist, Lutheran, you know, any uh, non-denominational, all those can, because the, basically the, the, the premise is God, Christ did not create one church, uh, did not create multiple churches. He created one church. And again, just to go over it real quick, uh, um, 500 years ago, around that time, before 500 years ago, everybody that was a Christian was Catholic, everybody. There was no split offs. It was no, it was only one church. Why? Because Christ, that's how he did it. It went from he handed Christ, knew he was not going to be with us. So he had to hand over the church to somebody. So he handed it over to Peter. Peter is the first pope. Then Peter, through the successions of the apostles, um, then everybody from them asked the apostles, then they, they appointed others, bishops, to be taken to succeed them for 2,000 years. And then that's how you have what you have in the Catholic Church. Um, and this is why there are 30 or 40,000 dominations, because people, because 500 years ago, a uh, oppressed priest by the demonic um, broke away from the Catholic Church, started his own churches. And so everybody kind of just took, took that on and created their own church. And now we are doing exactly what Christ did not want us to do and exactly what the devil wants us to do. So over time, the reason you hear me push the Catholic faith, well, because I'm Catholic, but I'm not Catholic because I'm stupid. I'm Catholic because intellectually I researched this and I found out the deal. The deal is this. The faith, the true Christian faith has been watered down for 500 years over generations to generations. And people have lost a lot of meaning of what the church and the Christian faith is about. A lot of things that people don't even know, you know. Like this authority, simple authority, or how can priests go in and exercise your home, but a regular pastor can't? You know, it's it's it, you know, it's a lot of things that people don't understand about the faith, like the angels, um, about angels, about guarding angels, about the demons, Satan, um, about 
all these kind of things that are in that are in the faith. That's the fullness of the faith. That's why you hear me say, hey, if Protestantism, because that's where I grew up, you know, if if Baptist was all you you couldn't, if you know, because I, I didn't know anything about the Catholic Church when I was a kid, never even really heard of it, really. Um, and so that's the environment I was in. And so if you're in an environment like that where all you know is churches on the corner, you know, or these mega churches or whatever, all these, you know, churches like that, where you go, you got to find God where you can find God, right? That's why you never hear me talk. I, when I first started in, in Catholic Alpha, man, I'm on this thing. I'm going I'm to teach all the Protestants that they, that they got to come to the Catholic church and they got to see, you see, you see, you see, you just, you just talk to them logically, uh, and talk to the men and they will hear you, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of like, you know, you get on fire for Christ. You just want everybody to know. And so you just want to talk to everybody and you know, that don't really work. Right. <laughs> that don't really work. But over time I've learned through, and through like reading books and understanding how to really evangelize people. And the main way is you lead them, you guide them. You don't try to direct or tell them anything. You have to guide people. Uh, my wife taught me a lot about that, you know, um, and so that's kind of I'm a lot. That's right. Today, I don't blame Protestants for not being the Catholic Church. I mean, they don't really know, you know, a lot of them do, but, you know, a lot of them don't. And so what you have to do is you have to go through authority on them to bring them to the faith. Why? Because only in the Catholic Church can you get the fullness and completeness of what the Christian faith was meant to be. That's why the cathedrals and everything's so beautiful and the priests dress in these beautiful garbs and you have all these statues to keep your mind on the on the church, on the mass, when you're inside the mass, to keep your mind on the service. You know, as a lot of things are going, the statues of the cross, the rosary, adoration, the Eucharist, all these things are beautiful and were designed for 2,000 years for us to for um for God he gave this to us so that we could experience him and draw us closer to him. And it's really unfortunate that most Protestant sects do not do not have that. And 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 they don't. And and, and they're a lot of times they're they're in misery and they don't understand what God is calling to do and things like that. And it only comes through proper prayer. So what we're going to do real quick, we're going to go through a couple of things. So why do Catholics say that Christ gave authority to the Catholic Church to carry on his mission, his teachings, and interpret scripture? And we're going to go over that, you know. Um, why doesn't Satan and the demonic concede to other Christian pastors and only concede to the authority of Catholic priests? The reason why is because of authority. It all boils down to authority. This is why you hear people say that uh, that only priests that's why even the government what they will do when a psychiatrist psychiatrist too when they can't cure someone they know psychiatry they um, they know about the demonic they really do they try to act like they don't but they do there's stories and stories and stories of of psychiatrists not being able to, even medications and stuff not being able to cure people when they have mental illnesses and stuff why because those people are are oppressed or or possessed you know, and so what do they do? They call the Catholic Church. They don't call Billy Bowles Light of the World Church on the corner of 21st and Meridian. They don't call him. They call the Catholic Church to get the priest, the exorcist, to come in, take the person away, and take them and exorcise them and get the demonic away from them. And that takes time. But see, people, we, that's what I'm saying. The faith has been watered down so much. That, that we don't really, uh, kids and, and generations of people do not have an idea of how powerful 
the Catholic faith, the Christian faith really, really is. Okay. Um, and so that's that. Next, uh, uh, what are the four last things and why are they vital to our salvation? You've got to understand the four last things, man, so that you can understand that your life is short, that you don't have a lot of time, that you got to get your life together. You know, although Christianity is beautiful and powerful, why is it said that only the Catholic Church presents the fullness and entire beauty of the Christian faith? I explained that already. Um, where in the scripture does it give authority to the Catholic Church as one of the as the only true authority of Christ's church? So that's what we're going to finish today. So we did about four things yesterday. We're going to finish today. So basically, what we're going to go into real quick after the break is we're going to go into why does the Catholic Church have authority? The, the, you have to understand that the demons, the angels, the supernatural world, all of them know that. The angels of choir, the nine choirs of angels, the whole the uh the saint, the saint court, the court, the holy court in heaven. They all know all grace flows through the Catholic Church. It does. And so that's grace. And so that's grace given from God. That's why you have the sacraments and things like that. That's not arrogant. When you're telling the truth, that's not arrogant. When you're telling the truth and you have facts to back it up, that's not arrogant. Now, the way you present it can be arrogant. But that is not doesn't mean that what you're saying is arrogant. OK, does that make sense? I hope it does. So we're going to get started after we get back, hang out and we're going to talk about some scripture and about the uh, about the faith and the, and the Protestant faith and things like that real quick so that everybody can be on the same page. Because it's not that I'm trying to convert anybody. What I'm trying to do is give you what the Holy Spirit is asking that everybody understand the gift of the trueness and fullness of the Christian faith. Okay? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, a little glitch. See, that's, that's what live does. Live always never goes 100% smooth. I don't think I've ever had one show out of 50. Well, how many shows have I done now? I think I started doing live 47, show number 47. 40, so uh, I'm 100. So over 50 shows, I have not had one perfect live show. <laughs> that, should, that should tell you, that should tell you, man. This is not for the faint of heart, y'all. 
<laughs> this is not for the faint of heart, this live thing. But anyway, but like I said, I want to give as many avenues as I can to uh, to help people. Now, why is what I'm getting ready to go over and talk about the, the, the faith, the Catholic faith? Uh, why is the first church and how the faith was watered down because everybody used to be Catholic and now not everybody is, but we still have over a billion, 1.2 billion people, something like that. That's the Catholic. And, um, the, and, and we got to understand that that is our job to grow closer to God. We cannot sit around and wait for him. He chases us. You know, he doesn't chase us. He, he draws us to him. Um, and so we have to hear the call. And then we kind of meet in the middle, right? You kind of, you come to God, then he he's coming to you. You're coming to him. You kind of meet in the middle. You kind of get things going. Um, also, if you have any calls, uh, any uh, you want to, uh, you have any problems about, you know, uh, how how the, the faith is 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 not in your marriage and how you would like it to be more in your marriage. Hey, call man. Let's talk about it. Um, but marriage, the 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 Christian faith will save your marriage. It will. It will. Um, um, it will, but you have to do it right. And that's the problem. A lot of people, they're Christian or they're Catholic, but they're not, they're, they don't really understand how to bring the faith into their home and how to bring it to their wife and their children. And it really, really can be, um, it could be taught in, in the wrong way. This is why you hear me say is the faith has been watered down. The faith is watered down. Even today it's watered down. Very, very few. If you look at the big scheme of Christianity, the very, very few people teach the true word of God, the true word of Christ, every single thing that Christ taught and wants us to know. Very, very few, because that takes knowledge, don't it? It takes knowledge. So first, what we're going so to do is we're here. Again, we're a, a holy lover gift. Number 15, how to save your marriage when your wife is giving up. So that's the series, how to save your marriage when your wife is giving up. That's why you need God, the faith. You need the faith. You need the faith, man, so that God is in your home, in your bedroom, in, in, in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and you can give that, that love to your wife and to your children. Okay, that's how it saves your marriage and understanding death, judgment, heaven, and hell, that your time, your, the order of things, the proper order of things, this is so, so vital to your marriage, man. You know, um, and how to treat, how to discipline your kids. All of these things are very important. And and I, I, me, I, I, you know, the way I am, everything revolves around God. Why? Because that's the way that that's the universe. He is the universe, right? So, what is gift number fifteen? A holy lover must stand for and seek the truth of the Catholic faith. And so, what I'm going to do now is go over some objections. And then read from this book, um, this pamphlet about the uh, you know there's some je- objections that most Protestants and and have now you got to remember the Bible was written for believers, okay? Let's get that straight. The Bible's written for believers. The Bible's not written for non-believers. They're not. It's not. So if you use the Bible, you can't use the Bible to try to get an atheist or somebody who's an agnostic to to believe in the Jesus Christ. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Um, you know, now you, if you're talking to a fellow Christian, then you use basically use the Bible for teaching, um, and for authority. Okay. Um, and so that's, what we're going to go into now because Jesus wanted us to all be into one church, not churches. 
Jesus Christ didn't want 30 or 40,000 denominations, all these different churches. He wanted one church. Okay. Why? Because body and blood. Okay. His body, unity, right? So the first objection that most people have, most believers have when it comes to the Catholic Church is how can the Catholic Church claim to be one in unity? Okay. So scripture is 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 13. For, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body through many are one body, so it is with Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. Explanation. The doctrines of the Catholic Church are universal and unchanging. Some Catholics may understand or, rep or misrepresent the official teachings of the church, but this doesn't change the church church's teachings. The Catholic Church is one holy Catholic, which means universal and apostolic. So Catholic means universal. Okay? It's not a coincidence, is it? No, it's not. People think that the, the Catholic Church invites everyone to come, but you can't come in the Catholic Church and still doing your thing. Right? What does that mean? Well, if you're homosexual, you can't come into the Catholic Church and still trying to go into mass and hit on men every day. If you are a heterosexual man, you can't come into the mass and trying to hit on all the women and use your wife is sitting right there. You know. Uh, we invite everybody in, but God does not accept us. That's another thing people don't realize. God does not accept you who you are. That is a crazy misnomer, and it, it makes no logical sense. In order to get to heaven, to be part of the beatific vision, what we must do is we we must um, um, we must conform and die to ourselves. We cannot be who we are because we're broken and we're sinful. Remember, in order to be before God, we must be pure of heart, mind, body, and soul. You cannot. That's why there's purgatory, remember? Okay. So um, some members may stray, some may fall away, and some may teach heresy, and all will sin. But the unity of the church, the body of Christ, will remain intact. Okay. Next, uh, next objection. In the church, everyone is subject to only the authority of the Bible. So objection again. In the church, everyone is subject only to the authority of the Bible. Scripture that is contrary to that. Ephesians 2.20. Built up on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ, Jesus himself, being the cornerstone. Explanation. The church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus as the, cap, the capstone or cornerstone. The apostles are their successors, I'm sorry, the apostles and their successors were authority within the early church, just as they are today. The Bible was not brought together into one book until 393 A.D. Huh. That's like what? 300 years, 320 years after Jesus Christ died, something like that. Um, apostolic succession was the primary authority prior, prior to this time. Oral tradition was heavily relied upon since many letters and gospels were still being written. No one knew which were truly inspired until 393 AD. We are called to bring, to pass on the faith by word and by mouth. That's why it's called sacred scripture, which is the Bible and sacred tradition, which is the church is in charge of that. 
So it's very, this is why everything, the Bible does not answer everything. You need revelation also. And so the church, all grace comes through the Catholic church. And so that is where the church, the grace goes into the world. This is why the Catholic church has the tradition thing going on. While we have the mass, while we have, we face East, while we, you know, all these things that, that, that come into the church that come from the church that many have adopted. Right. Okay. Next objection in the church. Everyone is subject only to the authority of the Bible. Okay. So, um, next scripture to Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. Okay. Explanation of that verse. These verses are known as the Great Commission. Here, Jesus tells the apostles to baptize and teach what he taught them. He didn't instruct them to go and write a book. Jesus himself never wrote a book. He would have been the most logical one to do so if this is what he intended, to build a church based on a book. The church is built by teaching others through preaching the teachings of Jesus. Faith comes from what is heard preached, Romans 10, 17. The church existed before the Bible. Okay. And so that is that. So the next objection, we're rolling right along here. The next objection in the true Christian church, no one has authority over another. Woo. Wow. Scripture Romans 12, four through five, for as in one body, we have many members and all the members do the same function. Do not all and all the members do not the same function. So we through many are one body in Christ and eventually members one of another. Okay. So what does that mean? This verse points out there are many roles we all participate in as members of the same body. We are all members of the same body, but have been given different gifts and functions to carry out within the church. The apostolic succession is manifested in our Holy Father, the bishops and the priests. The teaching function of the church, which is the magisterium, guides and directs the body of believers so the do so they do not go astray. So in, in the church, remember we talked about authority. There's always a structure. There's a structure in heaven. There's a structure in hell. There's a structure in the church. There's a structure in your home, okay? And we must all abide by that structure. The magisterium of the Catholic church is the body of the priests, the bishops, the cardinals, and the pope that, that – um, that developed the tradition, the law, the teachings of, of Christ, and to make sure that they are done in the proper way. Okay. So next, uh, next objection. Peter was no greater than any of the other apostles. Ooh, boy, that's a big one, ain't it? That's a big one. Remember, man, this is all about authority. If you don't, like I said yesterday, if you don't believe anything I'm saying, authority is very important because the demonic understands authority. The angels understand authority. Even in our home, God has placed is what? Christ, husband, wife, children, right? That's authority. Why? Because the husband has more powers in the home than the wife does. Why? The husband has protection powers. 
defense powers against the demonic and things. So that's why it's important that we abide by that and not try to sub subvent the darn authority, because what happens when you subvert the authority, you go outside the authority, you are then attacked by Satan and the demonic. OK, so. Now, like I said, Peter was no greater than any of the other apostles, which is the objection. Scripture, Acts 15, 7, and there, nope, I'm not going to read that one. I'm going to do Matthew 16, 19. Yes, that's the one I want. Peter was no greater than the other apostles. Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whenever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So what is the explanation of that verse? Why is Peter so great, right? So Jesus gives Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. These are symbolic keys, which represent a supreme apostolic authority. The authority of the, of the keys gives Peter alone jurisdiction as supreme shepherd and ruler over all the church. Also note, Peter's name is mentioned 195 times in the New Testament. <clears throat> Just like hell, right? Just like hell. People try to say hell does not exist or hell is not real. But Jesus only mentions it like about 70, 80 times. I forget the exact number, but it's an exorbitant amount of number that he, ex and he mentions hell. And people try to actually believe, say there is no hell. Is that crazy? This is why we've got to function on that. We've got to focus on death, judgment, heaven, and hell, because that lets you know and gives you, once you focus and meditate on something, God gives you more grace to understand things better, okay? So um, more than all the other apostles combined. So he, he mentions Peter's name 195 times, which is more than all the other apostles combined. His name is always mentioned first. The primacy is undeniable. Jesus said to Peter, feed my lambs. John 21, 15 through 17, baby. Yes. Objection. The next objection. The apostles were not replaced. The Catholic idea of apostle, um, uh, the Catholic idea of apostolic succession is false. Okay. The apostles were not replaced. The Catholic idea of apostolic succession is false. So what does that mean? Acts 120 scripture, for it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation become desolate and let there be no one to live in it. And his office, Bishop, let another take. Okay. So explanation of the verse. Here's an example of, of an apostle, a bishop being replaced or succeeded. Peter, the head apostle, stands up before a large crowd and tells them that Judas's office, Bisphoric, must be filled. After praying to the Lord to show them who should fill the office of Judas, they cast lots. A, a God answered the, and God answered their prayers by having the lots fall on the one who should be a chosen, Matthias. God still guides the church when selecting a pope or teaches the people of God. So we've got to remember Christ, God teaches us through people. The Bible is to get to give us not just stories, but of how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to be, or we're supposed to believe. The problem is when you got 40,000 denominations of a, of a Christian sect and you got, we'll say, uh, what, 2 billion people 
interpreting the Bible of how they think it should be, you have no oneness. This is how Satan divides us. This is how he divides us, man. This is why our country is so in chaos right now. Because we're divided as a country. We can't agree on nothing. We can't come together on nothing. And the stuff like the forefathers, the forefathers created this beautiful constitution, this beautiful declaration of independence. What do we do? We got idiots up there challenging the constitution. We just can't do nothing right. We just can't come together on nothing. And the church is the same way. We got people, not just we do not just a 30 or 40,000 different denominations, which can't agree on nothing within the Catholic church in the Catholic church. You got people trying to change the church, trying to change Jesus Christ's teaching. It is heretical. It is of hell. We got to stop. We've got to get our, our ego out the way as men and in our environments, we've got to start preaching and, and the word and doing what we're supposed to do. And that is God's will not our will. Remember, thy will be done. <laughs> so next, uh, objection. The Catholic Church cannot be the true church due to scandals, evil popes, etc. Oh, Lord, I talked about that one yesterday. But I will pre, before we go into that, I will say, people have this uppity thing about they so righteous. People try to say they don't believe they're righteous, but they really do. Their ego and pride gets in the way. So what happens is, if you think, sure, the pre-scandal is, oh my God, it is abhorrent, okay? But first of all, it's less than 1% of the priest. But if we talk, if we really want to get real about it, let's talk about public school teachers. Huh? Let's talk about nursing homes and hospitals and schools. And uh, uh, what do you call also, uh, what do you call them? Um, uh, daycare centers. All of them abusing kids too. It's way more. And all of those people have just as much um, responsibility to do right by children as uh, the church does, as anybody's church. Let's talk about the Protestants, their churches. They got uh, child abuse all up in it, all up in it. My point of what I'm saying is, man, if you think that that you're going to walk into a church and it's going to become holy, it's not. You are not holy yourself. We're not holy ourselves. This is why we need you have to have one church the way Christ wanted it, because you have to fight the church within the church. Because think about it. I don't care if you're a mega church and you got twenty five thousand members at your church. You are not even close to one billion. You're not even a drop in the bucket. This is my whole point. We've got to start doing what Christ asked us to do. Now, so the objection, the Catholic church cannot be the true church due to scandals, evil popes, etc. Matthew scripture, Matthew 22, 10. And those servants went into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. Remember that scripture? We talk about it every year in the faith. Explanation. Yes, the church has its share of sinners today, just as it did in the early church. Example, Judas. The first apostles were far from perfect, and history hasn't changed human nature to eliminate the inclination to sin, called concupiscence. It's only by the grace of God that the church remains intact. The church is holy because Christ is the head and is guided by the Holy Spirit. The many saints, miracles, and conversion are also 
are also a few of the results of God's grace working in and through the church. Bam. All the apostles, Paul killed, killed all kind of Christians and stuff. Everybody, you got Chris, uh, Christ chose Judas knowing that he was going to betray him. Dude, the church is always going to be under attack by Satan. And when we split it off, we make it weaker, right? Okay, next objection. The Christian church does not include the hierarchy that is found in the Catholic church. Oh, why do we even have to go there? Uh, Luke 10, 16. He who hears you hears me, and he who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Explanation. The church today reflects a hierarchy that Christ established in the early church. The apostles were given the authority to teach in Christ's name. Again, Jesus didn't commission the multitudes to have this authority. Only the 12 and their successors. See Acts 1.20. Without an infallible teaching authority guided by the Holy Spirit, the church would not have lasted 2,000 years. Consider the 20,000 plus churches, which I say now is 30 or 40, which have been directed result of the denial of authority. Think about it. All these authoritative governments, these, these uh, communist governments, these Marxist governments, they've gotten rid of all the stuff, all these religious stuff. But guess who's still standing? Guess who's still standing? Look at China. They're trying to, they try, the, the Catholic churches went underground. And you notice they don't talk about Protestant churches. You know why? Because even the communists know the deal. They know if we crush the Catholic Church, which is the true authority of the Christian faith, if we crush them, then everybody else is going to fold. I can't give you no more authority. I can't give you no, no more. And if you want to get play around with it a little bit, get funny with it, every movie that you've ever seen, they always have those movies in the Catholic churches, don't they? Most of them, they have priests with collars on. They're getting confession. They're having the mass. They're showing the Eucharist. The Godfather. Think, look at it. It's all. Listen, man. The the Catholic Church is the authority. Everybody knows it, including Satan. Just like the Black Mass. You know what they do? You know the Eucharist is the, the bread that you know that that people call communion, but in the Catholic Church is called the Eucharist. It is the true body and blood of Christ. Satanists come in and they steal the Eucharist out of the church. They take it back and, and do a, a a black mass, which does what? Which puts the uh, takes it upside down, and they say the mass backwards. Now, if that don't let you, they don't go to Jimmy John's Light of the World Church and do his stuff like that. They don't take his communion and do that. The demonic understands the authority structure. They do. But we, like I said, for 500 years, the generations have been watered down. The faith has been watered down and people really just don't really understand. And that's how Satan works. That's how the demonic works in our lives. They get us to believe that what we see is not is real and what we don't see, oh, that's just hogwash. Man, oh my God, that is so untrue. That is so untrue. And if you guys look through your life, you will see it's untrue too. Okay, next. Um, See, objection. Oh, I said that one. Objection. The Christ Church is not a visible organization, but is made up of all true believers. How many times you heard that one? 
I ain't gotta go to some church and that, and, and and this not even the, this is every a lot of people say this one. I ain't gotta go to no church to prove I love God and, and worship God. Okay, that's idiocracy. It really is. How many times the Bible? See, if you really love God, you really would try to do what God asked you to do. Christ recreated a church. Church means what? It's a structure. It's a building. You go in the building and you worship God the way he wants you to. If as a man, you don't get on your knees once a week, at least you do not love Christ. This is why when you go to a Catholic church, we stand up, we sit down, we kneel, we stand up, we sit down, we kneel, we stand up, we sit down, we kneel. Why? It's called reverence. It's called reverence. That's the way Christ wants us to worship him and God. That's how we do it. And if you don't, you can't do that. You can't. How are you going to hear the, the, the word? How are you going to hear scripture? How are you going to hear? How are you going to get the grace from going to church? If you don't go to church, you don't get grace. At least Protestants, when they go to they go to church, they get some kind of grace. If you worship at home, you don't get no grace at home. You get more grace going to the structure where, 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 the, where the, the body and blood of Jesus Christ is. Where the priest turns the turns it into the body, the, turns the bread and wine into into blood and the body of Jesus Christ, the Eucharist. Come on, man, we've got to get our egos out the way. Use our intellect. Most people in the world are very intelligent people, but we don't. We we when it comes to the faith, everybody want to get stupid. No, that's not how it works. Okay, next. Um. Um. So. So Christ, the uh, objection. The Christian church is not a visible organization, but it's made up of all true believers. Okay. Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Explanation. The church is visible and will remain so. Christ said, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a bushel. Matthew 5, 15. We are the light of the world and the light must be seen. The idea of an invisible church is not biblical. It is an excuse used by some to suggest that the church went underground and hid itself from the world, which I was saying in China, the Catholic church had to go underground in order to, uh, in order to practice faith, their faith, the Christ, the Catholic faith, the Christian faith properly, because the government is trying to destroy them. Okay. Uh, the closet it came to going underground was in the Romans catacombs. Everyone still knew about the church because Catholics were being martyred every day. That's why China is, is silly for trying to kill people because it martyrs them. And when you martyr people, that brings people closer to God. That brings more people to be Christian, more people, more and more and more. Okay. Next. Last one. Objection. The Pope can't be head of the church. Oh, uh oh. Isaiah 22, 21 through 22. And I will clothe him with your robe. And will bind your girdle on him and will commit your authority to his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open and none shall shut and he shall shut and none shall open. Explanation. Jesus is drawing from his image of the keys when he gives Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven in Matthew 16, 18 through 19. The keys are a symbol of authority given to the chief official or prime minister of the kingdom of David. I, 
a dynastic succession was also an element of the other office of prime minister. When the office was vacated, another was selected to take his place. Common sense. The Pope is Christ's earthly representative and is the prime minister of the kingdom of heaven where the earth here on earth, the church. Okay. And so that's it. That that's really, that's it, man. I mean, I, I'm not really going to go no more into it. I, I, I think I've made a great case. Um, people always try to Protestants are very good at scripture. The 10 verses they know they, they use them for everything, but see, I threw some, I threw some, some wrenches in it. Right. I went deep, you know, I gave what 15 to 20 different objections for that in scripture out of Christ's mouth itself. You know, um, there you have it, you know, really scripturally based the authority of the Catholic Church from the mouth of Christ himself. How the Catholic Church saved my marriage, baby. That's it right then and there. OK, most people on, use their intellect. When you're in the Catholic faith, you got to use your intellect. You can't use your emotions because it'll screw you up. OK, again, a holy lover must know and seek the fullness of the church of the Christian faith in order to fully understand how to lead his family and keep his wife fulfilled as a woman. And what is, and that is in the Catholic church only because of its history of 2000 years, it's beauty is, is the beautiness of it, the fullness of it, the greatness of it. When you go to a Latin mass and it's Latin mass is done in a high mass, you understand what Christ was trying to do while he was trying to, you know, People couldn't have come up with that. People couldn't have come up with the beauty on their own that the Catholic Church has done through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And it's authority and grace given by Christ. Again, when we do what Christ has asked us to do, we get grace from that. This is why it's important to come to the church. As I've said, other Christian denominations are a good place to start if that is all you're introduced to, just as I was. But we as men are charged to seek God to his completeness, to not sit on our hands and wait for him to come to us. Again, I quote Father Ripperker, a true man submits to the truth no matter how much it hurts. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. 
And so we are done for today. And um, I hope that 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 you got something out of this. Um, let the Holy Spirit guide you again. You know, I try to present the fullness of the Christian faith, everything that Christ was trying to get us to understand and see. I'm tired of the faith getting watered down. It sickens me. I hate it. I hate it that when men come to me, they have a lot of, they don't really have anything. They, they're not really formed in the Christian faith at all. And it's very hard, you know, and I feel sorry for him because I, I was like that too. The same thing happened to me when I, when I came to the faith and Catholic faith and, uh, you know, I, my late thirties, mid thirties, late thirties, whatever, man, I didn't know nothing. And once I really conformed and once I started loving God and understood what the faith was about, I was upset because I feel like I was robbed my whole life that nobody taught me these things. And a lot of men I talked to, they, 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 they feel the same way. And it's terrible. It's terrible that we've allowed Satan, to, the evil one, to infiltrate us and to and to and to let this happen because of our own sickness of pleasure. OK, so we are done for the day. And as we always do, we conclude with the quote from Pope Benedict the 16th, which states. Society offers you comfort, but you were made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.